this is to me a very holy day and it's really impacting me and I'm looking forward to where we're going next in the birth of the church and in scriptures. Uh, what I'd like to do is read a few scriptures uh, that then we'll read Acts chapter 2 aloud and we'll be sent onwards. Uh, I'm, I gotta find where I wrote them down. I sent them to somebody. I sent them to Brian. I sent them to, okay, all right. So, Lord, I just ask you for the grace that you, we would, we would desire, we desire to be able to be where you are, where you are, and what you're doing. And um, we're just grateful for the fact that you are seated at the right hand of majesty and received the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, and when you poured him out on that day. We're so grateful that when it came time and it became apparent and the preaching of your resurrection was strong and men said, what must we do to be saved? It was very clear what you had to do. And these were devout men who loved God, Jewish believers, pursuers. But you said to them, Peter said, repent. And then be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is for you and your children, and as many as afar off, the Lord calls. Then you went and spoke many more words, Peter, and you told everyone, save yourself from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received the word were baptized. 3,000 souls added. Oh, Lord, the only thing that will surpass that day is the culmination of the days of your church, of your name, of your exalted state. Help us to recover what tradition has removed from our view. Help our eyes to see, ears that we can hear, and hearts that would understand again and turn to you, where you are, who you are, in your glorious place that you hold over us, for us. Thank you. Thank you that you were so obedient to the Father, so humble and so willing to walk in his demand to become the sacrifice for sin for all time, one offering for all for all time. Wow. Thank you that you had the faith to believe the Father would raise you from the dead, and so you submitted to the cup that you drank and the baptism you were baptized in. And now that faith you share with us, that we can believe in the resurrection. We can anticipate what you're bringing forward in any situation to bring us into Christ, into the fruition, into the perfection, into resurrection life. So, Lord, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. I'm so hungry, I'm so thirsty for what God's going to do as he collects and pours himself out upon all flesh again and returns the prodigals, returns the re brings the great returning of those who drifted, the lost sheep of Israel, the lost sheep of the house of Jesus are collecting, being gathered. And I'm excited about it. And I know without Holy Spirit, we're limited. And 40 days that they spent, we went through the, the scripture. So I'd like to, to focus at, on the glory seat.
where Jesus was ascended. You see, he raised from the dead. That was important. He ascended. That was super important. Then he was coronated and placed at the right hand of God Almighty as high priest, as a royal priest, as king, as savior, as Lord. All of the titles he gave up in order to become a son of man. Now he has been lifted up and restored, and not only restored, but brought forth a man, the new creation. He, he is not a living soul. He is a life-giving spirit to which he is the firstborn of many brethren to which we have been born into this glorious place. But if we don't see the first, then we have a hard time following into the, all that's in front of us. So I'm going to, we went through some uh, glory scriptures. I'd like to read them out loud to you uh, because they help give in imagery. So if we could just go first to Isaiah chapter 6. And I'm just going to go through them. Listen with your heart. Don't try to follow it with your head. Don't get caught up with how many wings or whose eyes or what faces wear. Just listen with your heart. And let the glory of God begin to shine in the face of Jesus Christ. Where we then begin to behold and transformation happens. So in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. All of these are imageries of the Son of Man, the resurrected Christ, of the glorified Lord who sits at the right hand of majesty. Now we'll go to, um, what's the next one? Daniel, I think, chapter 7. Uh, no, Matthew 26. Matthew 26, verse 63. You can read aloud, too. I think I, 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 you're, I'd love for you to read. I'm not wanting to teach. This is what put Jesus on the cross. This declaration, one declaration, no other declaration, he, they couldn't find witnesses to put him to death, but he was brought under oath. And then he declared something that we'll read in, in, um, in Daniel. So you have to see, you have to see where we're headed. Don't go backwards, we have to go upwards. But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, it is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have to witness? Witnesses, look now, you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. 
Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? Now, Daniel, he's quoting Daniel, and that's why he was placed as a blasphemer, because he was identifying himself as the Messiah, that he would be seen for what they knew the Messiah would be seen as. So Daniel, would you bring up chapter 7, wherever I told you, um, verse 9. And let's read together. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousands time ten thousands stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. I watched then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him, then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. <clears throat> that is the Lord that we serve. Now let's go to um, Revelation. We'll read a little bit more on this. Chapter 4. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Now, just so you, we will in a moment in Ezekiel look from earth at this throne room. John has been called up in the spirit, and in heaven he's seen the throne room. And you'll see the, the, the comparison when you understand just from where you see it. He who sat there was like a jasper and sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices, Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. 
before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Chapter 5. Take us a moment. We'll be right there. Just stay where you are. (laughs) We're going to now check the lamb. History would be standing still like this. Like this. We would go no further unless there was the lamb that was raised. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation 
and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and a thousand of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Amen. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Now let's go to Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel is the, what was read yesterday throughout the Jewish world in Judaism. It's part of the uh, reading of the week. And it would have probably been read on the Saturday before Pentecost, Shavuot, 1,992 years ago. Uh, I've been uh, really thrilled with um, the fact that we are in the midst of, the world is in the midst of watching the Platinum Jubilee being celebrated. The Queen of Great Britain, the Commonwealth, her 70th year, this is the weekend of her coronation. I think it's really exciting because it's the closest thing we have of a monarchy that can brought bring that stability and blessing and it's well beloved she's 96 years old and it's celebrating the last part of it is today a platinum jubilee so 50 years of jubilee then 10 years 10 years ago was the diamond jubilee and now it's the platinum jubilee now i have something to say to you there's a man who became king according to bible historians will you know generally say he died at Raised from the dead on the 30 AD. So he's not, there, he's not been there 2,000 years yet, but I did the math. He's been sitting on the same throne with the power of an endless life for 1,992 years. Earth years. Earth years. That's, that's got to say something. When it says something, it's gonna, we're going to be impacted by the, what it says. They took, the queen is suffering with mobility issues. I mean, God bless her. What a strength she's been. But she can't get around and been able to go to all the things. So they have the golden uh, uh, horse-drawn carriage, that gold-plated carriage that she was brought to her coronation. Uh, you see, we as Americans, democracy and the way we function, we don't understand royalty or we don't really grasp glory. Uh, the Bible says that in the, with, in the transgression of the land, there'll be many princes. That means you're always turning things over because no one can hold things. 
So there's something that's really, you can feel it. You can feel in the, everyone's celebration. It's a stability. It's, it's a sense of something, you know, person. Again, it's the person who occupies the throne. The throne has to be your place of occupancy, and the person has to carry it in a way that makes the throne a blessing for the humanity, and that's what the queen has done for sure. So I would like us to just let Ezekiel, and then we'll read Acts, and then the Lord will do his work. But let's read Ezekiel, because this is a crazy moment. This is a priest, and he is impacted with visions of the glory of God. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiakim captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans, by the river Chibar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing it. And the brightness was all around it and was radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces. Each one had four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calf's feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. And the creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. And for their likeness of their faces, each one had the face of a man. Each one had the face of a, a lion. And on the, right, on the left side, the face of an ox. And on, each one had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces. Their wings stretched upward, two wings of each, and one touched one another, and covered, and each one went straight forward. They went wherever the spirit wanted to go, and they did not turn when they went. Think of a uh, drone that you got, you see flying over the parks, little four wheels, and much, much better than a drone, though, trust me. <laughs> As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went lightning, and the living creatures went back and forth in appearance as flashes of lightning. The appearance... Now, as I looked at the living creatures, behold, a wheel was on the earth beside each living creature with its four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their workings was like the color of burl, and all four had the same likeness. The appearance of their working was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. 
Then they moved. When they moved, they went forward. Any one of the four directions did not turn aside when they went. As for their rims, they were so high and they were awesome. And their rims were full of eyes all around the four of them. When the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up too. Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went. Because there the spirit went. And the wheels were lifted together with them for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When those went, these went. When those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them. For the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. The likeness of the firmament. Remember, we're on earth. He's looking this way. Not, not John, who's standing in heaven looking from a heavenly view. The heads of the ferment were heads of the living creatures was like the color of an awesome crystal. Oh, stretched out over their heads. So they're looking up from the crystal sea. When they went, I, no, in, and under the firmament, their wings spread out straight, one toward another. Each one had two wings that covered one side. Each had two which covered the other side of the body. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of many waters, like the voice of Almighty, a tumult, like the noise of an army. And when they stood still, they let down their wings. A voice came from above the firmament that was over their heads. Whenever they stood, they let down their wings. And above the firmament, over their heads, was the likeness of a throne, in appearance like a sapphire stone. Of the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the appearance of a man high above it. Also from the appearance of his waist and upward, I saw, as it were, the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within and from the appearance of his waist downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire with brightness all around, like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance and the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard a voice of one speaking. Psalm chapter 5, please. This is David, prophetic Psalm chapter 2, excuse me. Did I say 5? But yeah, 2. I really want 2, please. This is quoted throughout the New Testament, so we will read it because this is the picture of coronation. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed Messiah, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. 
Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Literally, I have poured myself into my king. It's a libation offering. I have poured myself into my king. My king, Melchi, Jesus, this coronation, the son of man who glorified, the new creation, a life-giving spirit, flesh and bones, but now being poured in. Now, Jesus, I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me. I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. And finally, Psalm 110. The Lord said to my Lord, Jehovah said to Adonai, self-existent God spoke to the Lord, Adonai, the son of man in his glorification, now son of God. And he says, David's in the spirit is seeing all this and he's writing it down. The Lord at Jehovah said to my Lord, Adonai, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. In the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, or when I sovereignly decree you as Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. Adonai is at the right hand of Jehovah. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. Are you starting to feel the sovereignty, the largeness, the majesty of this king? Now, if we could do this last thing, and I won't keep you because I'm not going to try to produce what God isn't ready to do. I'm in no hurry to go anywhere. So I'm just going to keep peering into the sovereign word of God. This living word is challenging me out of my wit's end. It's so beautiful what he's saying. So I want us to have an opportunity together to read Acts out loud. And just let it be the great, the, 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 the moment that this was, because this is what was happening. The disciples understood it. And you'll hear it in their words. They first explain what the Holy Spirit is not a phenomenon of new wine, it's a promise given by Joel. Then they proclaim who Jesus is and that he was foreordained, predetermined to be killed. And it was done by lawless people. Then they begin 
they say, but he could not be kept by death. He has, he cannot be, he, the power of an endless life cannot be kept. Death cannot hold him. And now he's been raised. And then we quote some of the Psalms. And then it goes on and, and talks about this Jesus, this Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, this Jesus has now become Lord and Messiah. This Jesus has been raised up and seated at the right hand of the Lord God and has received the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise, and has poured it out upon us that we see in here. And then they ask, what do we do? And they say, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and then for remittance of sin, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then the church, we get the, the beginnings, explosion. Wouldn't you want to be a part of that day again? I do. I do. I do. I want to be a part. I want to come out of my backslidden state to that experience. I cannot sustain that. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but I am looking for it. <laughs> He's coming quickly, suddenly into his temple. The one who you look for, one day suddenly will come in the midst of his people. And we'll all be like Ezekiel, priests and pursuers of God on our face, like John, lover of God, on our face. We'll, we'll come into maybe hilarity. Maybe we'll begin to speak in other tongues like we haven't in a long time. Maybe we'll get so laughing that people will think we're drunk and throw spirit and joy all over the place. Or maybe we'll weep. Maybe we'll say, oh, God, how backslidden I am, how full of self I am. All I think about is me. I've made the gospel about me. I made it all about making me feel better. Oh, God, have mercy on my selfish, short-sighted, unbelieving self. I don't know. I do a little of it all the time. Salvation consists of four things, and I practice them every day. I hope for them to take root, and once they do, I go forward in them because salvation is a perpetual experience that can go further and further to the uttermost or it can just begin to diminish and go backwards. Not it. Salvation belongs to God. <laughs> Aren't you glad? Salvation doesn't belong to us. I thank God. We, we, we already lost it. It belongs to God. So salvation consists of four R's. And it's found all through Book of Acts. Repent. Consider a thought you have never heard before. Hear the truth. Be open to an understanding. Repent. A new thought. Think a new thought or return to an old thought. Some of us could remember the day when we were on fire for God that we couldn't do anything but want to pray and spend time in his presence. We weren't trying to find out how little do I need to do to go forward. We wanted to know how far can I get in. That's thinking a new old thought. Return. Repent. Then return. It means that I've been impacted by this thought. And I'm going to go toward that thought. I'm turning. I'm returning. It's the same Greek word, same Hebrew word. Turn and return, the same word. Return. And then remission of sin. Experience it. Remission of sin. Some of us walk around so depressed just because we've never gotten free from the sin consciousness and the guilt and the shame and the, oh, no, and why is it so bad? And we, we, we could be running around skipping. We could be dancing 
if we experience the remission of sin because there's nothing except freedom and forgiveness and liberty and deliverance. And all we want to do is pass it on and give it away and shout it. Hallelujah. Talk about it. See, too many Christians are we stuck. And then last thing, refreshing the Holy Spirit. The refreshing of the presence of God. The gift. The gift. The greatest gift ever given was the heavenly gift of Jesus Christ. The next gift that was given that he gave us was the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's all we need. If we have the Holy Spirit, it's nothing. And just say, oh, oh. So, oh, I go every day. It's my desire. I want to repent, Papa. Jesus, I, I'm going to submit to truth because this is the only thing I need to come under. And whatever the Bible says is what I want to receive. I can't produce it, but I can accept it. It's truth. Oh, I see something. Ah, I hear something. Oh, Lord, I saw you in a way I've not seen you before in the Scripture. Wow, you are so high, so lifted up. I'm coming. I'm coming, Jesus. I'm coming to see you here. I'm coming to be with you here. What? You're healing me? I'm being forgiven in a fresh way, in a way I didn't know I needed to be? I'm being remitted? It's lifting off? No more shame? No more blame? No more, oh, this is wonderful. Whoa, what is this? Refreshing. Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I see you, Jesus. You're giving me more truth that I couldn't hear before, I couldn't bear, but now he's announcing to me things of who you are and where you're going to be and how you're going to move and you're going to soon change the entire, uh, you're going to give an opportunity into the planet to return to Jesus Christ. The church will return to the head. All of the humanity is going to begin to have an opportunity, and it's first, it's got to start with the returning. And so tomorrow, repeat. Until the day I see him, until the day he takes me, until the day he decides to show himself beyond what I can see every day, something more wonderful. Yes, you have kids. Yes, you have children. Yes, you have businesses. Yes, you have work. Yes, you're worried. Yes, you're afraid. Yes, you're angry. Yes, you hate people. But turn from it all and behold the one. There's only one. He's sitting on a throne. He's the king. He is not afraid. He is, he is the king. And all who behold him. That, that, that scripture that Kaylee got. Kaylee... Dear Jesus, you've got a prophetic ministry growing in you. Where was that at 36? 33.6. I want to read 33.5, and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. See, I'm preaching now. See, all I was doing was reading the Bible. Now I'm preaching. 33.5. Isaiah 33.5. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. If you're going to know Jesus now, you've got to know him up here. He's not your best buddy. <laughs> He's the king on the throne. 
Yes, he will come and empathize with us because he's a high priest and can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but he will not disagree with himself to make you feel better about yourself. He'll not take your story and make it his. He'll take, he'll hear your story and then give you his story to make it yours. He dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. I'm just, this is the Bible. I don't care if I can't do it. I accept it. This is the will of God concerning me. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. There's what we need. You need stability right there. Wisdom and knowledge. And the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. I want the treasures of God. Then it's fear. It's expectancy. It's recognition. It's whoa. Whoa. What a place you occupy. The only man that could ever have done what you did. And the only one that could sit at the right throne, the right hand of majesty. Oh, what a treasure you're giving me to fear you. Okay, Acts chapter 2. Let's, can we read this? Will you, will you stay with me long enough to read it? Maybe the Lord will demonstrate some of it in our heart. Wouldn't that be wonderful? It all starts inside. It starts with a glimpse. It starts with a, oh, I see, there I go. Then we, an ex exchange takes place. My, his righteousness for my wickedness, my selfishness. I had a revelation this week. You want to hear it? During the sacred assembly? I've been struggling for two and a half years as I've been asking the body to humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways. And we're doing a pretty good job. I really want to thank you at Jubilee. You know, when you build a, a whole... No, I can't go there. But when you hit the wicked way thing, it really kind of snags Christians. Like, I, I, I've worked so hard not to have wickedness in my life. How can you say I have wicked ways? And today I had a revelation. Everything of... Every way of mine is wicked. Why? Not because of what it does. It's because of where it originates from. All wickedness begins when self says, I can do it. I got this. I have rights. I'm going to fix this. Anytime self rises, it's wicked. Anytime self bows the knee and humbles, it begins to bring the grace, which was what we were made to live in. Grace. It's from God. It's his help. It's his willingness. It's his righteousness. It's all him. He's sovereign. Everything comes from Jesus Christ. Nothing without Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, without me, you can't do anything. So every way of mine originating from me, fear, control, doubt, unbelief, anger, hostility, any fleshly thing, soulish command, is wicked. So then I thought, oh, Jesus, this is so great. I take ownership of all my ways, and I say they're all wicked, so please forgive me for all my wicked ways, and I want to submit to your way, your truth, and your life, and I want you just to step into that thing, this thing, that thing, this thing. Go ahead, be you in every part of it. And you feel them. And you realize, well, I don't have to do anything except accept Jesus Christ. I just receive him here. I receive him you there. I receive you, receive you. So this coronation, 
set everything in motion. And it will only increase in the maturity of the bride, the church, growing up into the head. And so let's, okay, let's stand up. Then I I will stop. I sometimes think the rapture's coming on me. I mean it. I mean, it's like... All right. Just, just read with your imagination and let your heart hear. This was the birth, and from there we'll say amen after we just say thank you, Jesus. Maybe, Deanna, Diana, you just come up with and play. When the, all, all together. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then appeared to them divided tongues of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I can't stop it. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Oh, yes, you are wonderful, magnificent. Oh, what could this mean? They were amazed, perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they're full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, Let this be known to you, and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. That's 9 a.m. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. 
and on my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out of my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. read the reason for all of this men of Israel hear these words Jesus of Nazareth a man attested by God to you by miracles wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst as you yourselves also know him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death whom God raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it for David says concerning him I foresaw the Lord always before my face for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life and you will make me full of joy in your presence. Psalm 16, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. For, for seeing this spoke, concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured this out which you now see and hear. <laughs> For David did not ascend into heaven, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that 
God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent. Let each, every one of you be baptized, return in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And they who gladly received the word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and stood and divided among them as anyone had need. And so continually, daily, with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Blessed be your Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise you. Praise you. This is our heritage. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And as we go out and begin reading the rest of the book of Acts after tomorrow, we do Ruth because that's what they'll be doing in Israel, reading Ruth. Then through Acts and starting into the epistles, the Psalms that are quoted, we ask one thing. We want the intent of the author to have full expression in our life. We want the full author's rendition. We want the uncut version. We want it to be impacting, and we yield ourselves to the glory. May we repent every day. May we return in every way. May we remit and experience that forgiveness that is full, and may we be refreshed, and may you have your way, and may you finish the course in our life, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.